0: Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brew.
1: Hey, Brewer fans, welcome to another episode of the Brew Crew Review. I am your host, Scott, and with me is Craig. Craig, how are you?
2: Uh, Could be better, could be worse. Um, Brewer's fall Their quote unquote home opener <laughs> Yeah Finally right On August 3rd against the Chicago White Sox <laughs> Aren't even the same League as us but anyway we lost 6-4 to And Brett Anderson's Brewer debu- Debut
1: Yeah pretty frustrating day uh brewers lose it as you said six four uh they dropped to three and four on the year now uh so that puts them behind the cubs who are at eight and two and the reds at five and five so uh yeah a little bit disappointing brett anderson i guess that's as good of a place to start as any um he kind of had a i guess a tough luck day um might be the best way of putting it uh he went three three innings and gave up two earned runs, but he did have, in, in those three innings, he had uh, four infield hits. Uh, people really just weren't um, hitting the ball hard off him all that much, but uh, he did give up the two runs. Um, overall, I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't too disappointed in his start. I mean, obviously, it'd be nice if it went more than three innings, but I have a feeling that um, the plan was to piggyback him with Corbin Burns all along, who went three and two-thirds on his own. So, um yeah, I don't know. Not not a horrible start for Brent Anderson, right?
2: No. He didn't get injured, so anytime <laughs> that happens is a good start for him.
1: Yeah, that was a plus. Um
2: so pitching lines Corbin Burns. T- Corbin Burns for the most part did look fantastic in his work, except I felt like council mismanaged the bullpen a little bit tonight and that he kept burns in too long. Um but I guess it's kind of second-guessing, but that's kind of what I feel as far as how this got away because the Brewers did have a 4 to lead at, at one point with, and Burns was dealing. So our bullpen just did not do the job tonight.
1: No, didn't quite work out. Um, actually, and just to go through all the fun lines, uh, Brett Anderson uh, three innings pitched, five hits. As we said, four of them were of the infield variety. Two earned runs, no walks, two Ks. Uh, Corbin Burns went three and two thirds. Uh, he gave up three hits and two earned runs, two walks and five Ks. So uh, some control issues, uh, but not like not the vintage Corbin Burns that we've seen, um, you know, when he first came out in his rookie year. But not the Corbin Burns who was really struggling and giving up a lot of home runs. Say he did give up a home run, okay, but uh, it was on a 3-0 pitch to, to Abreu uh, that probably shouldn't have been thrown down the heart of the plate. But, um, uh, yeah, definitely he was showing some signs of life. Um, his fastball was getting up there, and he was locating um, better than, than he was uh, last year. So that was definitely good. Uh, Phelps came in. He worked an inning. Uh, He gave up uh, one earned run, one walk, two Ks, um, and really kind of a frustrating way that his uh, that a run came in for him. Anyway, was that uh, it was on like a a ball four wild pitch. It was just kind of ridiculous. But um, Corey Knabel, two thirds of an inning, uh, he had two Ks, but then he also gave up Uh um, the home run, and then Eric uh, Yardley finished it off with uh, two thirds of an inning, one walk, one K. So. Um, like you said, the bullpen, um, I mean, every single person gave up runs today uh, with the exception of Yardley, but he only worked two-thirds of an inning. So uh, it was definitely a rough game for the pen. Offensively, um, well, on the plus side, Christian Bunch. Actually, would you
2: let, uh, let Vincent in the meeting, Scott? Oh, Vincent's
1: going to join us? Oh, all right.
2: Offensively for the White Sox their lineup is pretty stacked from top to bottom and their leadoff hitter our leadoff hitter was ryan healy for crying out loud and there's a louis roberts who's going to be a superstar probably just under the caliber of mike trout here for the next 20 years but um so anyway no their lineup is really stacked but i really felt that you know the pitcher they threw out there they he also got injured carlos Rodon. uh i really felt that We've matched up well against him, and I don't know. Christian Yelich did have a nice game, uh, two for four. I know he's, like, returning to Miller Park, and that's exactly what did happen. But, um,
0: yeah, I mean. How about, how about that intentional walk. walk? Intentional walk of uh, Yelich tonight.
1: Yeah, there were a couple of interesting moves. So, they, they intentionally walk uh, uh, Hira to get to Yelich, Load up the bases. To load the bases. It worked. Um, Yelich did strike out, but um, I think it was then what Gamel came through on the very next step at bat. Anyway, so it worked out okay. But yeah, yeah very very Garcia. interesting. Yeah. Oh, Garcia.
0: Gutsy right, move by uh, move by uh, Rick Regeria, the White Sox manager tonight. I don't know, Chad. Chad, what are your thoughts?
1: Chad's not here today. He's um, he actually said that he is working on his own COVID vaccine. Um, with things that he finds under his kitchen sink. So definitely.
0: well. <laughs> it's great for great for the future.
1: Yep. Hope it comes comes together soon. We could use it. <laughs> mm. But um yeah, that was definitely interesting. Um yeah, tonight uh we had Yelich, Garcia, and Ben Gamble uh, each had a pair of hits. Uh, that was pretty much, the, I guess, the highlight of our offense. Uh, some more opportunities, certainly, that could have came through, but obviously did not. Uh, one other thing I kind of wanted to mention that uh, really kind of stood out to me was Garcia playing in center over Gamel. I-, I thought for sure that Gamel probably has better range then Garcia, I, I guess I still don't know, but if I had to guess, I would I would certainly think that. Well, what are your guys' thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, Garcia has some experience playing there, but I thought it was pretty much a consensus that Gamble would play center, but uh, I'm not sure if, if it matters going forward. At least they both have the ability to do that, so um, that might I assume that both our bats will be in the lineup, and at least until Braun's healthy, and then probably even beyond, since Kane's now no longer with the team this year. So, obviously, I don't think we're going to acquire anyone or something like that, and some of the guys that we might bring up for backups, like Keon Broxton, or, um, you Broxton, know, probably won't get that many starts, per se. So, I, I think we'll get a heavy dose of both those guys.
0: Yeah, I'm not too concerned about uh, Garcia versus Gamble, I guess, in this position. I, I think it would be... You know, much more concerning if you were starting Corey Ray or Cam Broxton, for instance, in right field instead of uh, Gamel. So, but between Garcia and Gamel, I'm, I'm not too concerned. I think both can handle the position pretty easily, especially given the fact that, you know, this rotational it will kind of play itself out a little bit after Braun hopefully gets back from the disabled list.
1: Yeah, I I really didn't. yeah. It was
2: it was weird to see the the brewers use the D.A. slot and the leadoff position with Ryan Healy, and then uh, they followed they followed up on only a couple of bats and
0: gave it to Logan Morrison, who I think is still hit list as a Brewer. But um, I don't really yeah, perceive. he he is he is. I was a little late to the taping here tonight. Our interns were giving me some stats, and uh, yeah, Logan Morrison still is hit list as a Milwaukee Brewer.
2: <sighs> yeah, so I mean our lineup I line up I don't think really outside of here and Yelich, I think the White Sox top to bottom have a better lineup than us and show tonight. But um I, I don't know, I think that the whole the whole piggybacking thing seems like it's gonna be um definitely something moving forward. Uh probably with I, I think Council if I had to guess Council has some kind of plan where he's gonna piggyback lefties and righties. Uh, you know, like Anderson and Burns uh, in whichever order. And that, therefore, when the opposing manager stacks the lineup all right-handed like he did tonight, you can bring in Burns after a couple of innings and then, you know, advantage Brewers. And the other tandem, I think they'll probably go with maybe Freddy Peralta and Eric Lauer if they're both healthy. Um, and the, the cool thing about the tandem system, not that I'm a huge fan of it, obviously, but in this season it makes a lot of sense. But the fact of the matter is if one of the two get injured, well, then you still, you know, can have the other pitcher stay in the rotation slot and just go longer. But um, I don't know. I guess that's my speculation on what the plan is moving forward, but I I really don't know.
1: Yeah, it's entirely possible. I mean, ultimately, um, we're we're really just going to have to get everybody to um, kind of step up and, and do the best that they can in the role that they're put in. And I know it sounds pretty cliche, but, I mean, that's kind of where it is. Um, also, one move uh, that we also probably have to mention is that um, not only did we lose Lorenzo Kane for the season with his opting out, but Shelby Miller, um, if you didn't know, he is a Milwaukee Brewer, but he has opted out for the year as well. Uh, devastating blow there.
0: It's kind of, I think a devastating blow, Yeah. I, I didn't see Shelby pitch uh, at all uh, in a brewer's uniform because he didn't, so.
1: I guess we'll just be left to wonder what could have been.
0: And then uh, – Scott, uh, Scott, I was going to ask quick, did you get any sense from our anonymous source, Tom Carter, as to why Shelby made the decision now uh, at this point in the season as opposed to a couple of weeks ago? Or from um, our anonymous source,
1: Tom Carter? I, I don't know. I, I – I, I'm not really sure how he came to his reasoning or anything like that. Um, Tom just kind of uh, shrugged his shoulders and, and, and just, he didn't even like, he barely shrugged his shoulders. Like I barely got a reaction out of him just by asking him like about Shelby Miller. So um, yeah, but he did mention um, when I talked to him today, he said uh, he didn't want us to use his full name. So we should just stick with like T- Carter or Tom C or or some variant thereof.
2: I I think it's actually a revenge move by Shelby Miller. I think from the last couple of years, Major League Baseball has kind of opted out of Shelby Miller. And I think that it's just paybacks. And this year, Shelby Miller got to opt out of Major League Baseball. I think that's really what happened here. But uh, moving on to – go ahead.
1: No, he he really hasn't pitched well in – almost five years now. So yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. He's battled some injuries and control issues and bounced around from a few different teams. But um, yeah, we, he, his comeback year will not be 2020. (laughs) 2020 was not a great year for Shelby Miller or anyone really.
2: Tomorrow's pitching matchup is pretty exciting. Both are aces of the teams, Lucas Cialito against Brandon Woodruff looking forward to that game especially after seeing how Woodruff fits the last game, um, pretty phenomenal. So it should be an awesome matchup. You always love those great pitching matchups, um, especially at your home ballpark. So we shall see.
1: Yeah, it should be uh, pretty Would you want
2: to give a quick – oh,
1: go ahead. No, that's
2: it. I was going to say, I know that we missed this out on our last podcast. And I'm sure all of our listeners already tuned into it. But uh, Vince, do you have any update on uh, Pat Murphy, Brewers coach, I know had a health scare?
0: Yeah, I'm glad that we were talking about it a little bit. I know that we were, kind of ran out of time yesterday, um, but but should have definitely highlighted this. So Pat Murphy, as I'm sure most of our uh, listeners know, did suffer a heart attack while on the field uh, during practice uh, over the weekend while the Brewers were uh, just doing a, a – hit around or a run around uh, practice uh, while well, the Cardinals were quarantined at the Pfister Hotel uh, in Milwaukee and um, he was taken to a hospital in Milwaukee. They said he suffered a, a minor heart attack, thankfully, um, and that he has since been released from the hospital. So that's great news for, for both Pat and the Brewers and uh, no one else being up from the team on how long he might be actually gone uh, and away from the team for, but, my guess is that he's definitely going to take his time to come back, uh, number one, because of the seriousness of the health issue, and then uh, number two, because of COVID, anyone who has any heart issues, it, you know, they are at greater risk for COVID-related problems um, if they were to, to get the virus. So my guess is that we may not see Pat Murphy back in a Brewer's uniform for a while, but uh, it is good that he's back home and and. Uh, resting comfortably uh, as opposed to having, you know, any more serious medical procedures done at the hospital at this point.
2: That's good news. And we'll hope that the camera will be back at full force next in 2020 season. And, you know, hopefully Major League Baseball will be as well. So, um, but we do play on and uh, there's still three more games left in this four game series against the White Sox at home. Um, So, one interesting thing, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I just kind of learned that, uh, that uh, you know, for our entire road trip up to uh, all the games up until today, this f- our first six games of the season, um, Bob Uker, of course, uh, and the team were announcing the games, but they were actually at Miller Park during all those broadcasts. They did not travel with the team. Um, they basically just watched it on a monitor and broadcast the whole games that way. I, I just learned that today. I thought that was kind of interesting. Maybe it was common kind of knowledge, but I thought it was an interesting tidbit.
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I um, I don't know. I I always think that I I prefer it when they actually look at the monitor because I think a lot of the times that um, announcers will be more likely to kind of look at the actual field and then um, like there are times when a pitch is practically in the dirt and they're like, "Where did that miss?" and they're like, "Well, it was low." Like the monitor like if you would have saw it there then you would have been able to know that but um yeah so so i think it actually helps a little bit but um i don't know i mean this whole year is just crazy what can you do
2: i mean on the live broadcast i think they do use the monitor to supplement the action quite often uh, especially the probably call commentator at the time but um yeah i i, I didn't listen the you on the radio today, and he was very excited to have live action back out in front of him and home at Miller Park. So that was kind of cool. And uh, he was telling some stories, and I don't know, it was just awesome. You know, it's one thing that you, you know, Brewer fans of future generations probably won't have the luxury of listening to Bob Euchre. So it's like you got to cherish every every broadcast at this point. That's kind of how I feel. Just like I'm trying to cherish every single game that's still being able to be played here in 2020 because baseball's still awesome. So it's good to have. Good to have the game finally happened at Miller Park that counts on the standings, even though we took a loss. Hopefully, we're going to, have to get back at it tomorrow, guys.
0: Yeah, and uh, Craig, I know this will make you happy, but uh, Brett Anderson is now officially an all time Milwaukee brewer. He becomes the 891st guy uh, to to wear the Brewers blue. And uh, Ryan Healy also made his Brewers uh, debut this evening. So, numbers 891 and 892 in uh, Brewers for, uh, Brewers history. Uh, made their team debut this evening. Awesome.
2: I'm sure we'll push that number over 900 sometime this year with the uh, 60-man roster events, but I guess uh, maybe uh, we'll have to find (laughs) that out, I guess. Maybe not.
0: Yeah, probably. In fact, the Brewers, I'm sure you guys covered this before I got on, but um, uh, the Brewers did make another, I guess, three roster moves today. Uh, Besides activating Anderson and and bringing up Healy, uh, the Brewers also did send down uh, catcher Jacob Nottingham prior to the game. Did you guys discuss this before? Nah. <laughs> no, we oh, spent most okay. well, of we we
2: wasted about three minutes of our lives so we won't get back talking about Shelby Miller.
0: Unfortunately, <laughs> Oh. Well, I mean, it is it is important to do that, uh, but it should also be noted that the Brewers did recall each other. Mark Mathias from the Brewers alternate training site. So uh, he did not appear in the game this evening. And uh, when he does eventually appear for the Brewers, uh, if he does, he will be making his big league debut. So uh, Mark Mathias was the other roster addition today. Awesome.
1: Very exciting stuff. Um, One tidbit I want to throw out here just to explain how weird this day is uh, or this year um, the Atlanta Braves are in first in the NL East at seven and four. Right behind them are the Miami Marlins at two and one. So they have some catching up to do. <laughs> also,
2: one of the Cardinals have played three or six games or something like that, and the Cubs already have like twelve or something. It's Pretty ridiculous.
1: Cardinals are two and three. yeah, and yeah, the Cubs have played ten games.
0: Yeah, Major League and, Baseball really does need, need to make some decisions and, and give some clarity to fans and, and to teams about, you know, how they're going to approach the situation as the year progresses. I mean, are there going to just be a bunch of double-headers later on in the season? Is it going to be based on winning percentage? I mean, I don't know how it's going to work, and I don't think baseball really addressed it yet.
2: The Marlins want to just want to keep that virus going around the clubhouse and stick with that 2-1 to record. So that could be enough to win the division at this point. Also yes. to your side the
0: question yeah, I agree yeah, you you're, yeah yeah you're you're, you're not wrong, Braves had some injury news today too, uh with Mike Soratka being out for the year, so yeah, they could definitely win that division. could you imagine <laughs> you know what with the with the Marlins being you know this young franchise that's constantly in rebuilding mode uh and just sort of like the laughing stock of baseball, except they've got two world championships. Neither one of which has come in a year where they've won the division, which they never have. Uh, it would just be very fitting if the Miami Marlins were the 2020 World Champions. I, you know, not pulling for it, obviously, but wouldn't that be something?
1: Yeah, that would be especially something. When, Make me give up baseball. Especially when they're going to be doing it with forever
0: with uh, a cobbled together <laughs> team out of the major league at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's. Guys that were literally unemployed a week ago are now going to be starting for them uh, in their next they're, game. They're so. calling Lou Brown at, yeah. the, at the entire, <laughs> entire, <association>. entire world. <laughs> That's right, entire world. <laughs> Searching the uh, penal uh, league players at this point. Yeah, Scott. I thought you could dust off some of your old uh, softball skills and go suit up for the Marlins this year, but I think you were too loyal to the Brewers to do that.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, probably not that good. So. And I'm well past my prime. I'm 42, which in baseball years is like 82. So, no, I well, Fernando, Ra- Fernando Rodney just resigned with the. Um,
0: yeah. His national The, the 43, Scott. Yep. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah, your your age is retired by all teams in baseball, too, Scott. Just for you, thank you.
1: Maybe if I had a better celebration, like Fernando Rodney's, like with the arrow, that's pretty awesome. But. I don't have anything like that. So I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do.
0: Well, good stuff. Uh, Uh,
1: Soroka, I'm glad you brought that up. I I was, uh, so growing up, I was actually like um, a Brewers fan, but also kind of a Braves fan, Um, especially in the nineties. love that. Like I just, their pitching was just awesome with Maddox and Glavin, but um, I, I just, I don't know. I look at it now Soroka is so good with so much potential uh Torres Achilles he's he's obviously out for the rest of this year he might be out for all of next year too I mean that's pretty devastating for an up-and-comer like that so yeah disappointing news
0: yeah and you know I think that I think just as baseball fans we all want to see the best players uh, the best talent on the field and um you know, even when the Brewers are competing against teams, you always want to beat them at their best. And uh, I I cringe every time that, you know, one of these young stars gets injured and isn't able to be out there on the field. But, and, uh, you know, obviously, Major League Baseball needs all the good press that we can get. So we need we need all the good players that we can on the field. It goes without being said that this is, uh, you know, it's a bad thing for baseball. I, I do think he's got a ton of potential. And he's, he's exciting to watch.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the Braves do have quite a quite a bit of young arms that they can kind of fall back on now, and I I feel like they're you know they're they're well on their way to getting a couple more stud uh, pitchers up from the starting pitchers up from the minor leagues. Um, So yeah, not that they you know that's still a huge blow for them to lose a star player like that. So, all right, well. I think that's going to wrap it up, right, Scott?
1: Yep, I think that's pretty much it. Um, Like you said, Craig, uh, big pitchers uh, duel tomorrow. Let's see who wins. Should be exciting. Yeah, in the meantime, guys, give us a
0: follow, uh, Brook Review, one on Twitter, send any questions that you've got to Brook Review Podcast with an S at gmail.com. We'll definitely get your questions on one of these episodes. And, uh, Scott, uh, you're – or managing a Facebook page, what's the, yes, there can fans contact you, how often you check that?
1: I, I haven't checked it in months. I don't even, it doesn't even exist anymore. I don't even know why we talk about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Facebook's oh,
1: thing? I, I thought that Part could.
0: of the, part of the script I was given in our pre-production meeting, but fair enough. Uh, oh, all right.
1: Also, I stopped putting our episode on the YouTube channel, so, if you found our podcast, Good job. We're probably yeah. relying on thanks. word of mouth, so hopefully you like it.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for all your hard work, uh, Scott. Thanks, thanks, Craig. Thanks, Chad. And thanks to all the interns here uh, for their work tonight and to our colleagues Tom Logic Work, as always.
1: All right, let's go all get right. them tomorrow. Stay classy. Yep. Go Sounds good. Go Brewers, guys. Stay classy. Go Brewers. Do, 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 do.